Today's episode is brought to you by our favorite online art gallery, Liza Pruitt. Liza has made her passion into a career by connecting people with the art that speaks their language. Liza and her team have a goal to make sourcing and buying incredible original art accessible to everyone. You can hear more with the Instagram Live that we did with How'd She Do That podcast on Instagram. I know listeners will enjoy getting to know Liza and her team as our April sponsor. You have her to thank for our incredible upcoming conversations. Be sure to check out Liza's impressive lineup at lizapruitt.com and at liza.pruitt on Instagram. Be sure to check her out. Hi, everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I am so happy that you're here and that you're tuning in for our conversation with Mallory Goldman. But before we dive in, I wanted to share a few updates, touch base with you all. If this is your first time listening, a very special welcome to you. You have stumbled across my favorite thing. This is a passion project that we started in quarantine uh, that has since become, dare I say, a business. We highlight women and conversations conversations on Tuesdays and on Fridays we have recently been updating you all with behind the scenes as to what it looks like to build a podcast into a business Um, and we share a lot it's really fun there's a lot of different things happening behind the scenes and it's been really fun to share that with you all it seems that many of you are enjoying that as well and something that dawned on me recently is we are recording episodes and I mention them a lot I mentioned that we're recording episodes constantly but I don't always give you a heads up as to who we're welcoming on. So of course today, Mallory Goldman is joining us, and I recently recorded with Christina Green, Damaris Bailey, Double Shot of Sass, of Council PR, Mirth, and my friend Sarah Ray West is joining me soon. The list goes on and on. That's just a little insight as to who we have recorded with and who is coming up. Be sure that you're subscribed so that you can stay tuned when your favorite ladies join us on an upcoming episode. Another encouragement is to go check out our archives. We have a lot of incredible guests that you may have missed if you're new, um, and you'll likely see many familiar names uh, within that lineup. Also want to share a very special thank you to those of you who have chosen to support us monthly. That means the world. Of course, you can find the link to do so in our bio at How'd She Do That podcast. And do feel free to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Well, you guys, you are going to love today's conversation. I know I did. It was such a treat to get to know Mallory a little bit better. Here is Mallory Goldman on How'd She Do That? Today's guest, Mallory Goldman, is a marketing consultant and tastemaker. She describes her style as classic with a twist and helps others build a wardrobe they can be proud of. Scouring the internet for quality forever pieces is her superpower, and sharing her finds with her friends, that's us, is what brings her great joy. 
Mallory's curated selection of the best in fashion with a side of beauty, home, and lifestyle has become a favorite for many previous HSDT guests as well as listeners. When Mallory isn't working on upcoming collaborations or shopping for women around the world, she is likely enjoying time with her friends and family, which includes her husband, Ben, and Labradoodle, Sadie. Mallory, welcome to How'd She Do That? Thank you. What an intro. I loved it. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, welcome. I um, I always feel this way or often do with guests, but I could have just not hit record. I love chatting with you. I'm so excited to share your story. And I think I can speak for all of us. We, we want to hear more. We want to get to know you better. I know pieces and, and parts of your story, but I'd love to dive in. So again, welcome. We're so happy that you're here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited and excited to share kind of the full picture. I feel that way about so many others too, where I'm like, I know bits and pieces, but I'm like, but what's like, what's the whole thing? Like I gotta, <laughs> you gotta sit down with someone every once in a while and just like really listen and learn. And yeah, I'm excited yeah. to do that with you today. Amazing. Well, let's dive in. I love to kind of start at the beginning with guests to get to know them a little bit more. Uh, perhaps you tell us, where did you go to school? And maybe even before that, tell us a little bit about where you grew up, but then also ultimately what you majored in. Great. So I am a New Jersey girl. Um, <laughs> I grew up like right outside of New York City in a town called Tenafly. My dad grew up there. I grew up there um, about I don't know, three to five days after I graduated high school, my parents and I moved to LA um, and I went to USC. So I have an older sister who has since found her way here as well. So we're very happy about that. Um, So my whole immediate family is actually in the Los Angeles area now and we are very happy to be here. We love it. (laughs) We are never leaving. Um, Well, it's the best. I just, you know, I just have strong feelings for LA. Um, so I went to USC for undergrad, absolutely loved it. And I was actually, surprisingly, a film major. So oh. I know, right? Were you expecting that? <laughs> I wasn't actually. <laughs> so I was a film major, um, which, you know, I obviously, or not obviously, I didn't end up working, I would say, in the industry, however, mm-hmm. definitely like industry adjacent. Like I didn't, I never went too far um, from like the whole talent world. But mm. yeah, I studied film at USC, which was a remarkable experience. And I wouldn't have done anything differently. It just, you know, being there with people that are, you know, the most talented of the most talented. You kind of, who are the most passionate of the most passionate, you kind of realize quickly if maybe you're a little less passionate, you know? Ah, yes. You step into it and you look around and you're like, wait a second, you're really all in. Am I as all in as as you might be? What was your hope when you chose that major? What did you think you were going to be doing? That's a really good question. So I grew up watching Entourage. Yeah, oh. I think that I thought for a while I thought I was going to be Shauna. Like I was going to be like a <laughs> PR agent. And then yes. I thought I was going to be a, an agent. Um, but no, I, it, it didn't happen. And I'm, I'm happy it didn't. I don't think that would have been 
for me. Wow. Well, it's funny to know too, just the little parts of your story, and we're going to get into kind of your career and how things have shifted in such a great kind of alignment for you. But what was your first role out of school? Did you step into film or did you pretty quickly recognize, hey, I'm not going to go into that route? Yeah. So I I interned like all of college, always like at production companies in kind of the film TV space. And like I said, kind of realized quickly that I wasn't as passionate as my peers. Mm. And they'll tell you about just, you know, entertainment in the film industry. Like if you Mm -hmm. can see yourself doing something else, do it. Like I was always told that. Oh, wow. Because it is, you know, it's just, it's it's a tough business. And if you are not gung-ho all in, like you're not going to make it. Um, So it wasn't for me. However, like I said, did never moved too far from like the talent space. I was always, you know, I knew the power of celebrity and um, the power of the right talent. So my first job out of college, I definitely wanted to incorporate that into what I did. So I wanted to be at like a new hot company that was using talent to get noticed. So I Mm. went to the Honest Company actually. And Jessica Alba was, you know, the founder and face. Um, and it was a really, it was a great experience. I actually did customer service. I picked up phones. Oh yes. I have done a little stint in that. (laughs) Yeah. I talked to like, I mean, 90 people a day that wanted to cancel their diaper bundle subscription. Um, there was like, it was like a whole thing. There was like 75 of us. We were all like straight out of college. It was like a sorority frat. It was I mean, we had so much fun, but it was also brutal at times. You had to like, you know, put your phone on hold to go use the bathroom. Oh my God. It was the whole thing. But, you know, the Honest Company was really hot. Mm -hmm. Um, Jessica Alba was amazing. And I, I think just knew early on that talent was important and Mm -hmm. I wanted to be somewhere that was using talent to get noticed in the right way. And it's really interesting to me because it's almost like your eye for, which we're going to get into, style, design, et cetera. Um, It ties in that you actually are also like picking out people. Like you pick out people that will fit different brands. And I'm just so curious, because you're using talent almost as if it's kind of a normal, you know, conversation, which I get what you're saying. But for listeners who are like, what's talent? What does she mean by talent? Can, Can you expand a little bit? And was that something you were introduced to in college? Or is that something you just always kind of had an eye for even when you were younger? I feel like it was just like something that I had an eye for. Um, But when I say talent, I just mean like, you know, sometimes it's big talent like Jennifer Aniston or Jessica Alba. And sometimes it's, you know, talent has become so much more um, as we've moved into this world of social media and talent has taken on, you know, so many different forms people are talented in so many ways (laughs) and they're on so many different channels. And so everywhere I've been working, you know, for the most part of my career in influencer marketing was using, you know, talent big and small to promote product. Um, And yeah, I mean, it's just the right talent holds a lot of power and, you know, Mm -hmm. can really move the needle for brands and, um, I just think it's a good there it's a good resource, you know, that mm-hmm. you're able to tap into. I don't know like where I learned it. I think I just 
early on was like, this is a great marketing strategy, you know, and like everyone should be doing it. And yeah, it's, I mean, now everyone's doing it, you know, the space has become a lot more saturated, but like when I started at FabFitFun, which is my most recent job that I've since left, um, you know, my boss there, I feel like was one of the first people to like really dive into talent. Well, tell us a little bit about that because I know there there might be a stint elsewhere, but most recently you were at FabFitFun. So tell us a little bit about how you landed that job and what the move to that company kind of looked like for you. So I think the beginning of my career, I moved a lot. I think mm-hmm. that um, things were right for as long as they were right for. And then as soon as they weren't anymore, I moved on. Um, which I, looking back, I commend myself for that. And I think that no one should get too comfortable if you're not Mm. like learning and being challenged. And if you're not happy and content and, you know, there's, there's a lot of things out there and there's a lot of new places where you can learn how another brand does something, you know, and then you collect all these skills from all these smart people and you're better because of it. So there was a lot of moving around, but honestly, I'm like, I think everyone should. Um, mm-hmm. Or not should. Should is a bad word. My therapist would be like, should according to who? Um, <laughs> <laughs> should according to me. No, but, yeah, but I agree. Me. And I think that's so great even to point out that because I remember post-grad and what year did you graduate? I graduated in 2015. Okay, nice. E- even then, like you, you step out and you think, oh my gosh, I have to be in this role for three years or it doesn't count and I can't put it on my resume. Right. But to your point and to your story, not the case. Okay, yeah. so tell us more. You're, you're kind of bouncing around and ultimately end up at FabFitFun. Yes. So started at The Honest Company. I ended up going to a nonprofit where The Honest Company was like one of their biggest donors. I'm um, working with talent there. Then I worked with talent at Parachute Home. And then I got to FabFitFun through a close friend who I met at a previous job. So we were oh, together nice. at the nonprofit. She ended up going to FabFitFun. Um, you know, I had another job in the middle, but she ultimately then brought me to FabFitFun. Was like, hey, what are you up to? I think you would love it. We could totally use you. Let's do it. And I was like, oh, wow. okay. So I went in for, you know, an interview or two. Um and the team there was unbelievable. And mm-hmm. my boss was incredibly smart. And um, I felt like disrupting the space, you know? Mm, and yeah. I learned, I mean, so much there, like so much. Um, so I did influencer marketing there. Mm-hmm. I kind of led the outreach side of things. So discovering the new talent, which like you said, I feel like I always had an eye for. Yep. Finding new talent. Um, I negotiated all of their deals. And then once everything was like set and ready to go, I would pass it on to someone that would bring it to life. Um, so that would range from like, you know, the much bigger celebrity deals that were much more involved. You know, they would have a product in box, et cetera, to just like a social post with someone to see kind of if how the you know audience would react to it and whether we would turn it into a larger partnership or not. So you know, I learned it was a it was great. It was really great for a very long time. And like I said, then it was time to move on. <laughs> now how long were you there? I was there for I think almost four years. Wow. Okay. So that was the longest stint yes. post-grad that we've seen, right? Yes. Yeah. My <laughs> boss was incredible. She's going to listen. She was. She is so <laughs> smart. 
And I was just learning so much from her with putting in minimal effort. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she was thinking, yes. she was thinking strategically and, and she was innovating all the time. And then I was helping, wow. helping to bring it to life, but I could kind of just like soak everything up like a sponge. Oh, it's so fun to think about. And I'm like putting together pieces of your story, which you're mapping it out so well for us. Thank you. And to know what comes next, Mallory, is kind of hilarious because, I mean, in recent months, and we're going to dive into the season of life you're in currently, um, but you have shifted to being the girl you were talking to with FabFitFun you know, uh, marketing and whatnot. So to know that that's the case, I'm over here like, what? Okay. So tell us a little bit about your more recent season. I, I mean, there's a little bit of an overlap. I think you were at FabFitFun. You obviously have been sharing uh, your incredible style, which I have some very specific questions to ask <laughs> about yeah. your style and how we, can, how we can emulate just all things Mallory. But tell us about this road that you've recently been on. I mean, I don't know exactly when I was introduced to you, but it wasn't that long ago. So tell us a little bit about more recently stepping out and recognizing, okay, this is something I can potentially do full-time as the influencer. Yeah, how the the roles changed. Yes, <laughs> tell us. Um, okay, how did this happen? I don't even know. Um, so. Well, I feel like I would be so curious to hear from you how many stories start like this. Yeah. Well, so COVID hit. Yes. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Just stop there. <laughs> yeah. So so COVID hit. And yep. you know, I had I had just a lot of extra time on my hands as we all did. I talk about it a lot on, you know, my Instagram for those of you that don't follow me, I have an autoimmune disease. So mm -hmm. I am immunocompromised because of a medication that I'm on. So I had to be very, very careful during COVID. Mm. There was no real messing around. You know, yeah. I was really home, bunkered down. I was a newlywed. I was like one month married. Wow. I know. I got married in February, 2020. So. Oh my gosh. I know. So Ben, Sadie, and I were, you know, at home trying to stay safe as we all were, but especially, mm -hmm. especially me. Um, and I had a lot of extra time on my hands. So I was shopping a lot because I've always loved <laughs> to shop. And I really felt like there was nothing else to do. And I wasn't shopping for like, you know, the things that like we are normally shopping for, like, you know, events <laughs> were on hold. I wasn't buying any great gowns. Like I was literally shopping for sweat sets. I was like, every single day I wanted to wake up and wear sweats, but like I wanted it to like make me feel like kind of cute. Like I wanted them to match. Like I wanted to be comfy. Like, you know, you know, we all, we all did it. So I was shopping for like little sweat sets and, you know, things here and there that would just like make me feel a little bit better about being stuck at home. And mm -hmm. I've always shared what I'm shopping with friends. You know, I've been like, oh my God, I got the cutest dress from X. Like you guys have to get it. Or it was such a good deal. It's on sale. Like I honestly just like love to share with friends and family, like what's going on out there because I always have a good pulse on it. Mm -hmm. um, so I started to share just with friends, like the sweat sets I was buying and everybody was buying them and we were all like <laughs> living in them and matching and like sending pictures to each other um, and working in the space that I worked in, 
which is influencer marketing. Um, you know, one arm of influencer marketing is affiliate marketing, which mm. is, you know, it's very easy to basically, you know, belong to one of these affiliate networks, generate a link, um, and earn commission on sales that you bring in. You know, that's basically affiliate marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, so working in the space that I worked in, I knew that that was a thing. And I was like, I wonder if I could get accepted into one of these, you know, affiliate networks. So then when I links to my friends, at least like, you know, I'd get like a dollar in return. And I'm like, yep. well, you know, if four people bought that day, I could get myself <laughs> a coffee. So that was really how it started. I was like, there's a missed opportunity here. It's no extra cost to my friends, but like, I have these great finds and I feel like they'd want to like, you know, hand me over a dollar to do it. <laughs> so I started, so I applied to like to know it. Yep. Got accepted. I was like, Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> um, and I started just sending links to my friends. So when I would recommend something to them, I'd be like, use this link. Yeah. And then let me tell you, it was very addicting. <laughs> why we are where we are. It was addicting. You know, I would see like the doll, like whatever, you know, a couple dollars here and there. And it became like a game. I was like, this is so much fun. And if my friends are loving, you know, what I'm finding, who else is going to love it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the time I probably had 2000 followers, but they were people that I'd met basically throughout my life. You know, I grew up on the East coast. I went to sleepaway camp. I moved to LA. I went to USC. Like I built like an amazing network of people. They all, you know, have always liked my style. I always like to drop this in. I was best dressed in high school. <laughs> I'm like, they want to know what I've I'm wearing. I've seen the picture. There's proof. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, they want to know what's up. So I was like, I'm just going to post it on my personal Instagram and see what happens. I have to give a little bit of credit to COVID, um, <laughs> which is a funny thing to say because who's crediting COVID? Actually, actually, I feel like people are crediting COVID for a lot of things. <laughs> there are actually a lot of good things that I feel like came out of this. But yes, I do think that it gave me kind of like the opportunity and confidence to go down this road and start posting these things on my personal Instagram. You know, people wow. were used to seeing like where I was going out for dinner or where I was on vacation or Sadie. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, this sweat set's amazing. Tap to shop. <laughs> or, or at the time, at the time actually not tap to shop, not even swipe up. It was like Lincoln bio, you know, it yes. was like a terrible, yes. terrible customer experience. Um, <laughs> but I feel like it did. It gave me that opportunity to just commit to it, you know, do it confidently from, you know, my living room. And then I was able to like emerge from COVID and be like, this is what's going on, you know, instead of wow. running into someone at the farmer's market and then being like, so what's going on on your Instagram? <laughs> you know, like really, it takes a lot of confidence to just like start doing that. Um, yeah. And I don't, I would like to say I am that confident, but I don't, I don't know if I am. I do think that mm. part of the reason why I did it was because I had the time I was, you know, holed up in my living room and I didn't have to face anyone and I could emerge when, you know, lucky, not 
lucky is probably not the right word, but emerge when it was successful, you know? Mm, yeah. Well, and it's amazing too to think about because those of you who are listening and you guys follow Mallory and love her style, um, Mallory, side note, I actually bought something through you today. So <laughs> there's your two or three dollars from Oh my God. Yes. I love it. I know, but it's so fun to hear. And I saw you speaking with Brighton Keller about kind of the the difference in growth. You saw rapid growth. I mean, you mentioned earlier that you started on social. It's your network. It's your friend group. It's you know a, a handful of thousands of, of friends. I'm sure. What did it look like? Because you start to put yourself out there, and and people take notice. But but what did that feel like as you're beginning to realize? okay, I'm going to put a little more time into this. I'm going to put a little more time into this. What did that growth kind of look like? Or maybe maybe you don't feel like it was fast. What what are your thoughts on kind of the growth for your your page and, and now all that you're doing? I do, I do feel like it was fast. I do feel like I was yeah. like, oh my God, what's happening? I mean, <laughs> I feel like I've always you know, love to shop, love to get dressed. And it's always been easy for me. Like I've mm-hmm. always helped friends. I'm never the person to be like this shoe or that shoe. Like I've always known what I love. Mm. Um, so it's, I, I felt like I definitely had a little bit of talent. You know, I, I feel like I've yeah. always had great taste. And like you said, I have a good eye. I have a good eye for a lot of things. Like when I was in film school, I was always the person behind the camera because I just like got framing. I necessarily had to learn. It was just like I knew where the person should be in the frame. You know what I mean? Wow. It was just it just has always been something that I feel like I was good at. Yeah. Um so so yes. So I do feel like it was fast. Um I was growing, I think, you know, much slower in the beginning just from word of mouth. But I yep. think that what I was creating was very shareable. So you know, I would post a great dress that I thought, you know, a bride could wear to her rehearsal dinner. And I would see the shares, you know, you can see those analytics from the back end when you're a business account. For those of you that don't know, I can see Mm -hmm. how many times something was shared or clicked on or whatever it is. Um, So, you know, people, maybe they're not getting married, but they have a friend that that dress totally looks like, and they're sharing it to that person to be like, hey, take a look at this. So I think in the beginning, it was really just that. It was that I was sharing a lot, a very wide array of things, prices, styles, um, and it was getting shared a lot. Um, And it was very much like I could see the growth through my, basically like my social circle and just like, it was like that one ring further, you know, Um, which was amazing. And I kind of just kept trekking along and I think that's probably the hardest part for anybody that's trying to do it or doing it is just keep going. You know, I think that that is, that's hard. Um, And I was working. So I would get up early and I would do it before work and then I would do it after work. And then the next day I would do it before work and I would do it after work and on my lunch break. And I mean, <laughs> I was just, I was working a lot and I still, I still am working a lot. I just yeah. happen to love what I'm doing. So it doesn't always feel like that. Um, but I guess like the one moment kind of where it all changed was I have no idea how she found me. This was not like some great tip that I could give anybody was <laughs> things I bought and liked, bless her uh. soul somehow was following me and I honestly had no idea. Ugh. And one day she posted me 
and said something like, I've been getting all my clothing wrecks from Mally K. Goldman. And I was like, I thought my phone had <laughs> I was like, I remember saying to Ben, I'm like, Ben, something's happening. Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, something is happening. I like saw all of these people flooding in. And I thought that, I mean, there was a virus, you know? I was like, <laughs> I had no idea what was happening. So, okay. I mean, I was, I don't know where I was at that point. I wasn't at 10K yet. Yeah. That took me to 10K and that's when I got swipe ups. Wow. We, we got to go into the art. We got to go into the archives and pull out those swipe up stories that I put yes. up because they were like manic. They were crazy. I was... <laughs> Off my rocker. Wait, I, I literally remember when you got swipe ups. I was not. Okay. I remember, Mallory. Yes, but you know was, what? Yeah, like all of us, I th- I did not think you were manic. I was so happy. Like it was, I was, there was so a excited. lot of energy. I think that's a nicer way to say it. There was a lot of energy from me, and then I think it kind of brought out a lot of energy in in all of you the followers and it was just like a wild day i had just gotten a brazilian blowout my hair was like a stick straight as stick straight could be you know like glued to the side of my face and i'm like jumping up and down screaming so that was that was like a really big that was big that was a really big moment um and I'm so grateful that she stumbled upon me and was so sweet to do that. Mm. Um, and it changed the game for me. You know, I yeah. was able to swipe up. It was a better experience for everybody shopping with me. It was, you know, it was just, it was just better. And I think it just kind of got the ball rolling. Well, and I love too, to your point earlier in 2020, stepping out with confidence, which you mentioned, like, I don't know exactly where that came from, apart from being home and and maybe your own personal entertainment. But if you hadn't been stepping out and like you said, already moving with the ball, you know, going, then at that moment when, when it was, you know, like you mentioned, time for uh, a boost in, in an incredible way in that share. And maybe for those who are listening, it's not necessarily things I bought and like, but it's some kind of collaborative effort or, you know, um, something that comes along. You had already been doing the work so that when eyes came your way, and this is not just on social media, this is in life in general. If you're practicing your talent, if you're helping people, if you're sharing things that people love and you have everything set up, then that serendipitous moment, people want to join in, right? Yeah, On the fun. For sure. You're ready to go. I I don't think that I completely thought out what I was doing. You know, I wow. think I was sharing affiliate links with friends and decided to share them with, you know, friends plus one. Um, <laughs> there was no, and I'm like such a strategy person, but there was no real strategy behind it. It was, it, it was just, I think- as corny as it sounded, it was just me, you know? The space has gotten so saturated, but if you are you, like there's no one else out there that can be you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I was me and that's like a big lesson that I have taken away in all of this is that you can't like look around all the time, you know, and have your head on a swivel Mm. in any part of your life, but especially like in something like this, Mm. you got to just look forward, do you, and hope that it resonates with people. Mm. But you don't want to like 
start trying to do, be anyone else or, you know, it's hard not to get wrapped up in it. You know, you see something that's working so well for someone else from like a growth perspective and you're like, should I try that? You know, Mm. should I post a real a day? But you Mm. know what? My mental health is way more important than posting a real a day. I would go (laughs) nuts. Like I just couldn't do it. It wouldn't be sustainable. It wouldn't be me. I don't care, you know, what the growth would look like. It's just that's not a part of my journey. Yeah. But it could be. It co- totally could be for someone else. Hmm. But it's hard to not like look around and check in on what other people are doing, what, what's working for other people. You kind of just have to stay true to yourself and like forge forward. It translates in what I've seen you share. And so many different entities about what you share. You share about mental health. You share about your family. It's very specific to you. Um, but you just touched on something that I'd love to hear you expand on, which is you know, looking left and right. Um, when I was thinking of welcoming you on the show, I actually, this is a personal question for me, but I do think listeners will enjoy. I wanted to ask you because if I were to put what I would hope my style would be on a collage, it would just be a bunch of pictures of of outfits you put together. <laughs> so That's my sweet. question for you is That's so sweet. <laughs> well, it's actually like very I'm actually like totally totally honest about that. Um <laughs> but my question for you is how in the style space do you not look left and right and because to me, uh, when I look around, I'm like, oh, let me try the pink, fluffy, whatever. Let me try the orange. Let me try the whatever, all kinds of different stuff. I'm like, I feel like my style is so connected to what is, eh, I hate to even go this far, potentially trending. But how do you stay focused on what you know to be what you love, if that makes sense? <laughs> yeah, that totally makes sense. And as I was like listening to you, I'm like, well, that's the lane I might look a little left and right. Um, <laughs> I think that I think it is totally okay to take inspiration from others. Like I yeah. will look on my explore page and there's all these chic European girls and I'm like, yep. ooh, give me some of that. Um, <laughs> so I feel like I am totally looking around and taking inspiration from others. Like mm. one of my favorite places in the world is the Brentwood Country Mart. Yes. Um, and I could just like sit in the courtyard there and just like watch all the chic ladies walk past me. And yeah. like, I am taking inspiration from them, you know, like mm. I like see someone that I think looks awesome. And I'm like, note to like, you know, recreate that or like, oh, I love that you paired those shoes with that dress. Mm. Um, so I totally am looking around when it comes to style and I totally am texting my mom. I told oh, you, man. I don't really ask this shoe or that shoe, but I do, I do <laughs> run things past my mom. My mom has like the most timeless classic taste mm. um, and she's my sounding board for like when I feel like I might be getting a little too trendy. And I don't think trends are bad. I think that you just have to dip your toe in and do the ones that feel like authentic to you and not like get too crazy with it. Um, Mm. But I will totally like bounce ideas off my mom. I'll be like, should I buy this, you know, hot pink satin (laughs) miniskirt or like have I lost my mind? And she'll be like, girl, you've lost your mind. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) X out of the cart. Um, You know, it's like very rare that I like purchase something without my mom's approval. I don't think that that will ever stop. Um, So I do look around and I do think that that is totally fine. Um, But I think that, yeah, just like knowing what works for you, like knowing what you feel most confident in. um, 
And then like, you know, mixing it up a little, you know, like adding something here and there that you saw in someone else is like a great way to get dressed. Well, I love that. And I love too that you're, it is, I love what you said about looking left and right, but in a way that you are taking inspiration from others. So what I'm going to do after this call is I'm just going to continue to go look at your Instagram and I'm going to try to take in the details of how you style things. I I really love that advice. And for those of you who are not necessarily style mavens like Mallory, uh, myself included in that group, let's do that. Let's take a look and maybe look at the details and see what it is that you like. You've unpacked this really well for me, Mallory. So so thank you for Yes, it's hard to being. know if you're even making sense. I'm like, oh, no. I think yes, it makes sense because, like, like I said, I feel like it's like a, it's like it's more natural. Yeah. But I, it's it's sometimes hard to explain. But it's something as simple as, you know, like the first. I don't know who started wearing sneakers with dresses, but that was like not always a thing. You know, it's obviously yes. been a thing for a very long time. But like, someone had to do it first. Yes. And like, you just if you see that person and you think that looks awesome, then like you can go home. And they're still going to be your dresses, the ones you feel great in. And they're still going to be your sneakers, the ones that don't hurt your feet. But like try putting them together, you know? Like it's still you. It's just like you inspired by that chic lady at the Brentwood Country Mart. And that's cool. Exactly. And I love those ladies at the Brentwood Country Mart and um, the Malibu Country Mart. I'm going to be yes. going there and looking around and saying, okay, where's my, where are my ladies? <laughs> where are my style mavens at? Oh my goodness. Oh, hey, Sadie. Yeah, there Sadie. she goes. I, I always love to ask this question and we've covered a short time, but a lot of your career today, which I really, I've so enjoyed, but I'd love to know what has been a real wow moment for you in your career? Hmm. I think it's kind of all of it. I know that's a terrible Mm -hmm. answer. I just think that, you know, I said there was no real strategy. There was like, I had no like expectations of what was going to happen when I started hawking sweatsuits on my Instagram, (laughs) on my personal Instagram. Um, I think it's been like the whole journey in the past, you know, Mm. I think it's been like a year and a half. Um, like, I feel like I'm wowed, like, maybe tw- uh, four times a week. <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to count. Like, I feel like there's, like, every other day almost, like, there's something that happens that I'm like, holy crap, did that just happen? Like, wow. it could just be, like, the first time someone noticed me. I was like, what is happening? You know, wow. I was, like, equal parts, like, embarrassed, awkward, and like so excited, proud, and like all of the feelings. Um, Um, It could be like, you know, someone that you followed and looked up to for a really long time DMing you and mm -hmm. saying like, I love that dress you found, you know, or whatever it is. Um, I think like the whole journey has been a wow because it was unexpected. Well, within that same vein, and I always love to give a little warning. This is a little bit of a loaded question, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. What is perhaps the greatest lesson you have learned? I think we talked about it a little bit before, which was Mm -hmm. just staying true to yourself and, and being you kind of through and through. I, early on, I have, you know, some mutual friends with Katie Sands, whose um, channel is Honestly Kate, and she's <laughs> awesome. Um, and I called her, you know, as someone that, you know, was an acquaintance and just bounced a lot of questions off of her. I was just starting out and it's really helpful to, to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was so gracious to, to chat with me. And I said to her, like, 
Well, I asked her all these questions and I just remember her saying to me, like, if somebody had like, was a real, would if someone thought they were going to be an amazing lawyer, do you think that they wouldn't become a lawyer because there's already so many lawyers? Like if you are going to be a great lawyer, you move forward, right? And you like give it a chance. If you're going to be an amazing doctor, there are a lot of doctors out there. You're still going to move forward and like go to medical school and become a great doctor. Wow. So although, you know, our field is different, it's similar in a lot of ways too. It's like, yes, there are so many influencers and so many creators. But if you are you, you know, and you show up and you give them something that's going to be different because you're unique, Mm. then no one else is, then you should do it. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't shy away because you're afraid that the space is too saturated. You know, you're going to be unique in that space and you just have to stay true to yourself and, um, like I said, try not to look around, try to just do your thing and keep going. Mm. Um, and I think that that was like a really great lesson I learned of just like, you're unique, you're yourself. So keep doing that and don't give up, you know, just keep, that's the hardest part is don't give up because not everybody grows in a year and a half, you know, and, um, maybe they never grow, but they might have 4,000 people that care very deeply about everything they're saying. And that's really amazing too. Stay true to yourself. You know, Mm. you are unique and don't give up. Just keep going. Um, Mm. I think that if you love it and it's something that you genuinely enjoy, like that shows, you know, and I know it's hard to like keep going sometimes, but you just kind of have to. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. Oh, well, I couldn't say it better myself. This has been so fun. And to see so many different themes come to life that we've all seen uh, from you online, but then to hear it's really just a part of your personality and who you are, uh, even the element of, gosh, hearing you talk about networking and speaking with so many different women, we see that. We see you're an encourager. And so to see all of these themes come to life today. This has been such a treat, but I can't let you go without asking this question because I know you always have something fun coming up. What's next for you? So we're always going to be shopping. I will always help (laughs) you find whatever you need for whatever wedding you have coming up. It's always the weddings. It's crazy. Um, I have let's see, a charm bracelet that's coming out with fewer finer or in March. But um, so we'll see kind of what happens there. But that's very exciting because that's probably one of my most frequently asked questions is like, where's your charm bracelet from? Um, And it was actually my mom's. So it was passed down to me, but we're coming out with one. Um, So that's a really fun kind of little collaboration. And hopefully just more of those. We'll see. Like, Like I said, expectations. I don't really have all that many, which for me is like, I would say off-brand. I love to say, I love when things (laughs) are on-brand or off-brand. It's off-brand because I actually (laughs) am a huge expectations person like in my life, which which I've worked on, you know, in therapy. Um, You know, I'm like going to Florida and it rains, you know, the expectation that it was going to be sunny every day and I'm like pissed. Um, (laughs) You got to let go a little bit. So I feel like I've let go and I'm just going to kind of ride the wave and see where it takes me. Which is so fun. I'd love to know, who do you know that should maybe come on and share their story? 
That's a great question. <laughs> um, I feel like because I mentioned her and because she gave me a little bit of that aha moment, have you spoken to Katie Sands before? No, not yet. She is lovely. She's chock full of lessons and information, and she's been doing it for a lot longer than me. Um, <laughs> so I feel like she probably has a different perspective. Well, thank you so much for that recommendation. You all will have to stay tuned for a potential episode with Katie. Mallory, we mentioned this, and I know so many of my listeners have already enjoyed following you, but where can listeners connect with you? They can connect with me definitely on Instagram. My handle <laughs> is Mally K. Goldman. And I've recently started posting some very embarrassing content on TikTok. So oh. we, could, we could connect there too. I'm navigating the space. I don't know what I'm doing, but that feels like half of the fun, right? <laughs> is that the same as Instagram? Yeah, that is also Mally K. Goldman. And I do have a, a website, which is mallykgoldman.com, where I try awesome. my best to keep it updated with all of my finds. Well, you all will have to go and share some love to Mallory. Thank you all for listening to today's episode, sponsored by Liza Pruitt. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next Tuesday for a new episode. We will talk to you soon.